Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Here with the dribble as Jerome takes a far side. Through a series of staggered screens, gets Williams. It takes him on the dribble, floats it up and in. Baseline right took advantage of the slower defender. Golden State down by two. And the Warriors would fight in this one. It was a two-possession game in the final minute. But uh, ultimately, the Warriors and what they turned this morning into a developmental game, final game of the five-game road trip, five games and seven nights in Orlando. And the Pelicans prevail in this one, leading by as many as 11. And they hang on to win it by 9, 114 to 105. We welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you tonight, 888-957-9570, 957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text uh, here on a Friday night. Let's uh, get into it uh, as the Warriors, uh, an 0-5 trip, uh, a, a brutal, really catastrophic trip when you look at the fact that a week ago the Warriors left to head to the East Coast, Charlotte, Detroit, Miami, Orlando, and now tonight closing it out against the Pelicans, I don't think anybody could have possibly imagined that the Warriors would wind up 0-5 on this trip and now coming home 10 games into the season with five games in the next 12 nights once they play Sacramento at Chase Center on Monday, and they're 3-7, and and they're up against it, and they're among the worst teams in the Western Conference right now 10 games into the season, and they have a lot of work to do. Now tonight, not so much about the consternation and the poor play and the missed opportunities and and all the fouling because the Warriors did turn tonight into one of what I would imagine is probably going to be anywhere between five and eight developmental games on the second of back-to-backs or in situations where the Warriors are playing five in seven or four in six, end of long road trips. We've seen the Warriors do this in the past where they give Steph and they give Clay 
and they give Draymond and even Andrew Wiggins the night off. Andre Iguodala still not back, and that's what the Warriors did in this one. And, and overall, just some thoughts on this one because there are a lot of different things to get into. We can look at the big picture of the 0-5 and the changes that need to be made for the Warriors moving forward as they get back home on Monday night. But we can also look at tonight's ball game as a developmental type game for the young players and you know, decent effort tonight. The Warriors were up one at the end of the first quarter. Uh, they did trail by nine after a 35-27 Pelican second quarter uh, as they wound up trailing by seven at halftime. Uh, and the Pelicans, uh, kind of a back and forth. Pelicans would separate a little bit and the Warriors would cut into the lead. Golden State actually had the lead at one point uh, in the third quarter. Uh, and then the Pelicans are able uh, to push it back out to, to lead by nine after three. But a couple of really good runs, 14-5 to five in the second quarter. Warriors had a 17-5 run when things were maybe on the brink of getting out of hand in the, in the third quarter. And a 14-5 to five run even in the fourth quarter to make it 95-93. And again, over the final minute, it was basically a two-possession game. So nice effort from the young players in this one and players that hadn't been getting an opportunity to play. Uh, you just kind of run up and down the line here. Jonathan Kaminga, career high in minutes for Jonathan Kaminga, just a tick under 37, 18 points. He was aggressive. He was flying around trying to rebound the basketball. Uh, ended up only with four total in, in terms of rebounds. But I think tonight, and the one thing that really stood out to me, and I, I put this tweet out at halftime, was just the fact that it it really stood out how you know the young players how much easier it must be for them to go out and play freely without any expectation of winning without having to fit their game into a box short minutes doing specific things surrounded by hall of famers and a team that's trying to continue a dynastic run so i think there was just a, a freedom and a freshness for the young players could they get a win yeah maybe the pelicans took them like lightly and, and the game got up and down and, and maybe somebody got hot jordan Poole goes off for a big game and you keep it close maybe the warriors have an opportunity to steal a game like that we saw them do it a couple of times last year when they put these kinds of lineups out there teams can get a little bit thrown off by it uh and i thought the pelicans certainly were i thought the energy was good and you look at it and a lot of these young players show i think in the grand scheme of things that that they're very talented and capable of becoming really good nba players in their own right over the course of time. The one thing, though, that remains to be seen, while you can praise somebody like a Jonathan Kaminga for his effort tonight, you can say, hey, Moses Moody had 14. You can look at even a guy like Anthony Lamb, who stroked the three ball, a guy that's had some NBA experience, and he ends up four of six for 16 points. You can look at it and, and say, hey, these players really had that chance. Ty Jerome, 18 points, and he's been somebody that's played well in a, in a smaller more limited role around a lot of the other players. But I think really it's it's almost twofold. It's you feel good about the, the talent level of a lot of these younger players in the big picture. But the question becomes how many of these guys, when they get opportunities in the shorter stretches, when they are surrounded by the future Hall of Famers and the champions, can they make an impact on the game with them? Can they do the little things that can 
affect the outcome of some of these games without necessarily having to have the freedom to go out there and attack repeatedly like a Jonathan Kaminga had tonight or to take every open shot you get like Anthony Lamb did tonight with with great success. So uh, I think you almost have to file it in, in two different categories as you evaluate it. But all in all, it was, it was an enjoyable game. I thought it was an interesting game to watch. And uh, you know, a lot of young talent that, that the Warriors are, are trying to develop. Uh, Steve Kerr, we're going to hear from him after this one as he had a lot of really interesting things to say about who played well and what is upcoming because he laid out in his postgame press conference just the timeline that the Warriors now face where they're coming off the 5-7, and seven, they're coming home, they have a game on Monday against Sacramento, and then they have three days before their next game, and it's five games in 12 days beginning on Monday night. But it's a game, and then it's three days to practice, and then another game, and then the games kind of come every other day for the course of a week. And, and Steve Kerr really said, hey, that's an opportunity to reevaluate the rotation and – he has an idea of what's going to happen. I guess one of the questions I ask to you, the listener here on Warriors Wrap-Up tonight, is what do you want to see? Because Steve Kerr has said changes are coming. What should those changes be? You just got an opportunity to see everybody that hadn't been playing, playing. So now who who fits into the equation? Who doesn't fit into the equation? Because the reality is for the Warriors right now, they got to start winning some games. They're 3-7. and seven. And you know, one of the other things I was going to throw out there at 888-957-9570 is just how do you feel when you see the Warriors at, or you hear at 10 o'clock or 2 o'clock or maybe it's right before game time, you're getting off of work, you're, you're coming home to watch it or you're listening to it on the radio and you, you hear, oh, Steph's not playing and Clay's not playing and Draymond's not playing and Wiggins is not playing. But the team's 3-6 and six, and they've lost four in a row and you understand that it's a long season, and there are two goals. The Warriors want to contend for a championship but develop the young players. I think these games tend to be more beneficial for the young players than the games where they're trying to fit into that more limited, specific role. But just kind of how do you feel about the Warriors ha- choosing to have a developmental game this early in the season when they're struggling? Because I don't think there's anybody in the Warriors organization that would have believed that the Warriors would have been 0-4 on this road trip going into this game tonight, that the Warriors would have been 3-6 and overall going into this game tonight. I think the Warriors thought, ah, oh, 5-4 and maybe at worst going into this one. Oh, maybe you lost to Miami, uh, but, you, but you beat Detroit, you beat Orlando, or you beat Charlotte, you beat Orlando, some combination of those games to where you're a couple of games better than this and you're not feeling, uh, I don't want to say like you got a chase tonight because the Warriors chased the game in Detroit back in game two of this trip on on Sunday, and they didn't get it. And so while I do believe that this game was probably circled, end of a long trip, fifth game in seven nights, as a nice natural marker to give the veteran players a break, you know, would would you be a little bit more reluctant to do it when you look up and you're three and six, even with a lot of games to go, still 72 to go in an NBA season, or is the development more important, or do you just feel... Because there's always that initial thought for me when I see the injury report come out, and, and I did have it this, this morning when I saw it, right around 10.30, 10.45. I thought, well, that's probably going to be another L, and, and no guarantees, obviously, and the Warriors surely competed their tails off, and the young guys deserve credit. But I always... 
throughout the day almost have to work my way into not being a little bit annoyed at, at the fact that that you know this early in the season you're in essence deciding that winning a basketball game tonight is not the most important thing. It may still happen, but it's not necessarily the most important thing when you've got a team that's trying to battle for seeding and trying to battle for an NBA championship. But I definitely see it both ways. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson on Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Let's get to the phones. We'll start with D uh, up first here in D.C. on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, D? Going on with you, JD. Do well, man. Do well. Be listening to the radio. It always felt better to be listening to the radio when you on it, man. Because you somehow appreciate that. I think your analysis, your analysis is always right on point. Um, I think there's a lot to learn about the game tonight, man. I mean, even though we lost, I think the kids or the the the, the rotation that Kerr had on the floor did a pretty good job. Um, what? The team is not that far off. I think we, we are we are in a great position. All Kerr has to do now is pick four players from this group that played tonight and add it to the five starters and start a nine-man rotation instead of trying to roll 10 or 11 players to play every night. That makes no sense because I've seen a couple of lineups that he has. As the starters start to play, they get, they got everything rolling, and suddenly he pulls them out off the court and plugged in five new players, young players, who don't even know what the system is about, right? So we should, at the end of the day, end up throwing off the, the, the chemistry and, 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 and the cohesion that's, that really needs to exist on defense as well as on offense, right? Uh, another observation that I, I noticed, too, tonight, um, I think they need to do a better job as far as teaching wise men uh, how to do a pick and uh, how to set a pick instead of making them or asking of them to pick and roll. They need to ask of him to pick and pop because when he rolls, he's always in a hurry. Right. And that's the problem. That's the problem that needs to be fixed in my opinion. But anyways, I'm just going to be quiet and, and, and listen to you from the other side, bro. D, appreciate it. Uh, 888-957-9570. Good phone call to get things tipped off here on a, on a Friday night. Warriors wrap up on 95-7. The game Pelicans beat the Warriors 114-105. to So the Dubs are 3-7. and 0-5 road trip for Golden State as they are home on Monday to take on the Sacramento Kings for the second time here in the early season. Want to touch on the first thing that, that D brought to the table, which is pick four guys out of the group that played tonight as who's going to be uh, in in the rotation, I don't know that Steve Kerr's necessarily going to look to to make four moves, but you know Jordan Poole, who did not have a great game tonight as the the alpha as the number one, didn't shoot it well. And look, he was the one player among this group that was playing significant minutes and on the entire trip, even with the the other players that that had been playing up until this point. So Poole, if there was one guy, even at 23 years old, who may have been a little bit fatigued, I think he could find himself in that category. But yeah, Poole, 20 points tonight, got to the free throw line seven times, but three of 10 from three, and he was five of 18 overall. So really struggling with his shot, not his best game uh, tonight. But you know Jordan Poole's going to be the sixth player and one of, let's say, D asked me to pick four. So Jordan Poole's playing no matter what. Uh, I, I think Ty Jerome is going to continue to keep playing. Uh, I mean, he 
has had an he had a nice little road trip for for the Warriors, and I know there was a lot of consternation about the two way changes where the Warriors ended up uh, parting ways with Quindary Weatherspoon, and they freed up uh, roster spots for Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb to take on the the two way deals. It looks at least a couple of weeks into the season like the Warriors got the two-way deals right because Ty Jerome's been a net positive on a bench that really has been a net negative overall. And look, he's only playing because Dante DiVincenzo's out, but he does bring a lot of what the Warriors, I think, were hoping to get from DiVincenzo in terms of a secondary ball handler, somebody that could knock down the open three. He just plays a a heady, solid game. So I I think Poole and Ty Jerome are going to continue to be in the rotation, at least until Dante DiVincenzo is back from injury. I think Kaminga's going to get some opportunity now. And you're not going to want to miss what Steve Kerr had to say about Jonathan Kaminga in his post-game press conference because Kerr said flat out, Kaminga is going to get another opportunity. So it sounds like Kaminga's going back in. I agree with that decision. I I think it is time to give Kaminga another shot, and in part because Jermichael Green has just not – played up to the capabilities and the belief that I think the Warriors thought he would coming over as a veteran free agent signing. Nobody was going to be Otto Porter or last year's version of Otto Porter. I think the Warriors thought they were going to be getting a little bit more from Jamichael Green to this point than than they have. Uh, Kaminga was in the rotation at the beginning of the year. So it, let's not get it twisted and act as if Kaminga hasn't gotten an opportunity. He got an opportunity the first two, three games, but he didn't bring it at, at an intensity level consistently that Steve Kerr wanted to see. And I think that's in large part why he found himself right back on the bench and not only back on the bench, but getting DNP coaches' decisions with some regularity on this trip. Jamichael Green, I think, has played his way into fewer minutes or maybe not playing at all here for a handful of games. Kaminga's going to get a shot, but what does Kaminga do? Can Kaminga be one of those players that plays with the aggression he played with tonight in the context of playing with the five starters plus Jordan Poole and the, the champions squad uh, in addition to when tonight it's more of a free-for-all and he's one of the three or four best you know best players on the floor for the Warriors and he knows he's going to get his touches and he's going to get his minutes and he's going to get uh, ability to to try and make things happen he's got to be aggressive like he was tonight he's got to play with that purpose and that energy tonight when Steve Kerr taps him on the shoulder and puts him in the game probably in the first quarter toward the end against the Kings at Chase Monday uh, that being said, I think Kaminga's in. Uh, I'm, the one that I'm interested in is Anthony Lamb. Does Anthony Lamb get an opportunity, even as a two-way player, to be active and maybe get some minutes ahead of Moses Moody? And I wonder, uh, you know, Moody, I think the Warriors like. He's steady. But if Anthony Lamb can come in and make shots, having a wing player that can make shots playing with that second unit I think is something that's that's intriguing so I, I wonder about Anthony Lamb I, I don't know whether the I, he just has the type of game that I feel like could potentially fit in that box of playing with the players that you know are going to play on a night in night out basis if he gets minutes is it in place of Moses Moody and then the other key question I have moving forward is does James Wiseman take a seat I still think probably no because they know that his his minutes 
are needed just for developmental purposes. And if you start handing him DNP coaches' decisions, I mean, what good does that do? But I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if uh, Wiseman rather starts playing different minutes. And no, I don't mean to throw him in the starting lineup, but different combinations. Maybe more time with the starters. Uh, when, when Looney is out there at the beginning and at the end of halves, and, and Looney out there is more of a, a stabilizing force. Like Get Wiseman in more as a quick sub for Looney. Allow him to play potentially with Steph and maybe Jordan Poole and with, with Draymond Green out there coaching him up defensively and then taking him out and, and having Looney out there uh, in maybe a bench group that features Poole and Ty Jerome and maybe Kaminga and Anthony Lamb at the beginning of, of some second quarter. So uh, I... Steve Kerr's going to have some options, but I think if you're reading the tea leaves, I think Poole and Ty Jerome are going to keep playing. Kaminga's back in. I'm curious about Anthony Lamb, and I don't think Wiseman completely gets pulled out. I think we may see less Jamichael Green, and I think we may even see less Moses Moody here for a couple of games, uh, but we'll have to see moving forward. It also could just be a reshuffling of the, the, the deck chairs as far as not so much players playing fewer minutes, with the exception of Jamichael Green, but just playing different minutes as the Warriors will have some practice time here next week after they play the Kings. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it moving on the phones with Sophomore in Pacifica here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Sophomore. Hey, uh, great question. Yes, uh, great question. And I think think this is a really good thing. Uh, I think it's good for the starters because trying to win some games, they're getting overplayed. They need a rest. So make it, you know, make it the rest mean something, be a full rest. Uh, it's great for the young guys. Look how J.K. managed to stand out tonight in a way that he hadn't been able to before. And they just need it. So they just don't get frustrated and, you know, start kicking trash cans and stuff. And finally, uh, Kerr, I don't think Kerr ever says he does things for this reason. But it's great for the fans, you know, and including you guys and your work. It gives us a fresh look at some stuff and some other things to talk about and really keep interest going in a team that is doing very, very poorly up to this point. I wouldn't lose interest, but I'll bet a lot of people would without this kind of thing to uh, give us a fresh look. Thanks, sophomore. The only downside to it is the fact that the Warriors didn't bank a couple of wins ahead of the game tonight to where they came in maybe at five and four and now they're looking at five and five as opposed to three and seven certainly not insurmountable and I think the Warriors at some point are counting on being able to make up a three and seven stretch I mean every team even a championship team goes through stretches like that through the course of a season but you do put yourself in a vulnerable position now where you're sub 500 and it I mean it it's going to take a a great week and maybe two to get yourself just above the 500 mark. I mean, you look at the next five games coming in over two weeks, so the, the Warriors can't even get to 500 now until, what, the 16th, I think, at the earliest, 16th or the 18th? I mean, they're going to be under 500 for a good chunk of November now uh, once you dip to 3-7. and seven. So let, let's get West Oakland Sam next uh, on 95.7 The Game. You're on with J.D. What's up, Sam? Hey. JD, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Let me turn on my radio. I apologize, brother. But oh, you're good. Um, um, do you think there's a? Do you think there's an issue with like you trying to find rotations at, with? Because 
coming into the season, I was like, okay, you know, Moses Moody, Jordan Poole, these youngins got consistent rotation. Even Kaminga got some rotation in the finals. Um, you think there's a problem trying to find variance within that rotation? Where it's like um, Kaminga, whenever Kaminga is able to play as loose as he is tonight um, without having the starters behind him where he feels like he has to take on a role that's bigger than what he had to do tonight. You know what I mean? Um, do you think there's a dynamic within the Warriors right now that is like, oh, the youngins, they play more loosely because there there is no following act that is combined with um, the starters. You know what I mean? Like, I think what I saw tonight from especially Kaminga was, oh, I don't have to worry about covering covering any other player. I saw a more loose Kaminga. Do you think there is something going on with, you know, I don't want to, like, put something that Draymond did to Jordan Poole. I don't want to tie it to any of that, but do you think there is something tied to just the looseness that, that especially Kaminga was able to play with tonight yeah. tied to just, like, following these Hall of Famers that we have on our team? I just think, Sam, and I'll, I'll get, I want to hear your take on it as well. We can have a little conversation about it. I, I just think it's easier for a young player to go play freely when you're going to be treated for that night as if you are one of the star players. Like, Kaminga goes into tonight and he knows, I'm getting 30 minutes. I'm probably the second most talented dude on the floor next to Jordan Poole offensively, and I, I, nobody's going to rip me out of the game if I miss a rotation or if I take a bad shot or if I make a dumb play. And I think it's just he's talented. Like, we all know he's talented, but it's just a lot more difficult to play that way when you know you're only getting seven minutes a half, let's say, on a good night because everybody else has got to play and get theirs. And then dial your operator. Oh, thanks thanks for the call. Appreciate it. West Oakland, Sam checking in here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. I mean, I, I really think that's what it boils down to. It's Now, the reality is, if, if Jonathan Kaminga is your second best player, you're not going to be winning a lot. But tonight was, the Warriors were basically the Pistons tonight, or the Magic, or, you know, pick the Rockets. You know, pick pick your young team. Like, they functioned as one of those teams tonight where it was, hey, young players, go out there, get yours, have a good time, compete. We don't care if you win. You're going to get all the shots you want. And it, and it was there was a good energy to it. Uh, I think the problem is, it's just that it's that those players are fine in their own world. In their you know when when you look at them as young players that have to develop into future really good players, the Warriors championship players are fine in in where they're at at this point. They're top six, let's say. The problem is when the two meet. The problem are when you got to put a couple of these guys out there with the veterans, or you're trying to play them, you know, in a rotation to to win a game. And you've got the the veterans who, at times, I think in these first ten games, nine if you want to throw tonight out because they didn't play. But I think they're in championship hangover coast mode uh, in some of these games, and at the same time, they can't necessarily be in 
championship hangover coast mode while the young players are trying to fit their game in a box and making mistakes that get them ripped out or their rotation shortened or whatever it is, their mistakes magnified and not covered by the fact that the, the veteran players are just trying to, to get through and get themselves worked into a season. So I think that's where none of this is really meshed to the fullest and it's cost the Warriors to the tune of three and six going into tonight and now now three and seven coming out of it. So eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Still time to sneak in another call or two before we call it a night, but uh, a really thoughtful Steve Kerr post game from New Orleans addressing everything that we've been talking about. So here's the head coach. Steve, you said you know more than anything you you know, I thought the guys competed and, uh, you know, it was a two possession game with a minute left. And uh, so we had we had a chance, but uh, couldn't get it done. But very happy with the effort and uh, excited about getting home. And uh, we've got you know, we got a game Monday and then we, we don't play until Friday. So I think next week will be a great opportunity for us to get a lot of work in. Um, execution wise at both ends and uh, and work on our rotations we're going to change up uh, the rotations a little bit and uh, I've got an idea of what I'm going to do but uh, the staff will talk about it in the next couple of days and uh, we'll solidify that so it should be a good week for us to to get back on track. Anthony Lamb can play. Um, he um, he fits our style really well. He's a good basketball player. He, he sets good screens. He dives. He uh, understands spacing, shoots the three really well. We saw that in practice, and I wanted to give him a look tonight, and I thought he played extremely well. Which combinations tonight see that you like to Well, I mean, it, it's tough to s- say based on tonight because we were without – so many guys, um, but um, I, you know, it was apparent who really played well tonight. You know, um, JK played really well, and um, he he's earned uh, some minutes. And uh, you know, I thought Ty Jerome was fantastic again. He's just played well every single night. I thought um, Lamb played well as well. There's there's a lot of good stuff to to take from it. Uh, Moses Moody played well, so got guys who who maybe haven't gotten a ton of minutes who are going to get a chance to play. What if, what if you just throw a whole match over these last few games and sometimes it looks like he's maybe trying to play make more than create his own shots? Yeah, yeah. He's trying too hard. I think Jordan's trying too hard to create every play. And um, he's at his best when um, there's a flow to the game. He plays on and off the ball. He's getting some catch and shoot opportunities. Um, the NBA is uh, filled with the greatest athletes on earth. And trying to dribble through those athletes time and again is is not going to be a winning formula. Ball movement is um, crucial to trying to win at this level. Um, That's for Jordan. That's for Steph. That's for Clay. That's for Draymond. And that's the way we've always played. Ball's got to move. You got to trust the pass to put the defense in a tough spot uh, where now all of a sudden the defense is trying to recover and you're attacking closeouts and a disjointed defense rather than attacking one guy one-on-one with four guys standing behind him in a shell drill. And that's what um, that's what we're looking at a lot. And uh, so we've got to soften up the defense by by moving the ball and getting better rhythm to our offense. You mentioned the Steve What did you see? What did you see? I know three game I asked you how 
I thought he played uh, played really hard. I th thought he had uh, some uh, some good passes. Um, you know, he um, he attacks the rim. He's explosive. So he, you know, there's a reason he was the seventh pick in the draft. He's he's a really talented young guy. Um, so all of what's happened last year and in the early part of this year is part of the development. And um, he's he showed tonight that he's ready to you know step into the rotation and contribute. But that has to be every every day. And uh, that's what I'm going to ask of him is to to bring that effort and that energy every day and be able to play through the the tough nights where maybe the minutes aren't aren't there and come back the next day and be ready to go again. And um, that's what all these guys have to learn at a young age. I thought James did a really good job. You know, he had a fantastic offensive rebound and one or, or put back. I should say he made some really nice plays. He rebounded the ball. Well, tonight, James's attitude is, is phenomenal. It always has. He's overcome so much. Um, with the injury. And um, as, as I said yesterday, the, uh, the progress of these young guys is, is not something we assess on a daily basis. It's, it's really a long-term process. And, uh, and James is, is uh, committed to that every day. It's one of the things I admire about him. Did you, did you expect it to be so close? I thought we could win the game. These are uh, strange games um, for the opponent when you sit some guys um, and guys are out with injury or whatever, and you get a bunch of guys who are dying to play, so they bring a lot of energy and a lot of life. So I I thought we uh, not only could we compete, I thought we could win, but we just didn't quite get there. You just had 22 turnovers. How much of that was just like not having continuity within this group and these guys not necessarily getting a lot of minutes together? Uh, a little bit, but I think more of it was was people just trying to do too much on their own. Um, again, they, people have to trust the past and they got to trust each other, but that will improve as we go during the season. Did you feel like guys are pressing because they wanted to like show, make an argument for why they should be in rotation? Maybe. I also think young players in America grow up um, attacking one-on-one -on -one all the time and uh, and then they don't generally have much college experience and so they're used to being able to just put their head down and drive to the rim because they're the best athlete on the floor so young players have to learn when they get to the NBA how to play without the ball how to play as a five-man unit because unlike 20 years ago they they don't you know play in college for three or four years and learn how to do that so the NBA is uh we're a development league. We've become a development league. Half the guys in this league are, are projects that we're trying to develop because um, the system is is kind of built that way. How did you feel about the guarding the Better at times. And then we had some spells. Um, you know, we, we, we did a really good job the first nine minutes of the first quarter. And then for whatever reason, started fouling again end of the first 29 free throws. We, you know, that number ideally would be 22 24 so we're still above where we would like to be but um you know it's work in progress but another question about james west he's really hard on himself so um i want guys to learn from their mistakes and and grow from them and uh, i don't want them to play frustrated i want them to play free and loose but there has to be be some structure 
within that freedom. The freedom has to exist within a structure. That's maybe a better way to put it. And uh, so when we're when we don't have structure and it just becomes a pickup game, which has been the case for a lot of the you know the, the games so far this year, that freedom is abused and it and it becomes um, just reckless basketball. So you got to find that balance. All right. So Steve Kerr there trying to find the balance. Uh, I thought the most important things that that Kerr addressed there. Uh, talking about Jordan Poole, number one, uh, Poole trying too hard to create and make a play every play. I think Poole's just got to get back toward looking to be a scorer first and and not necessarily dribbling so much, but move the ball, get it back, and, and just looking to do what he does best, which is score. We all know he can play make, but it's got to be play make in the flow of the game and not play make just because you've got the ball and you're the lead guard and you feel like it's your job. I, I think it, he needs to almost simplify the game to make it easier uh, on himself to take a deep breath and just get his a little bit more in the flow. And then I teased it a couple of times, and, and we addressed it with a couple of callers here tonight. Steve Kerr talking about Jonathan Kaminga. He's going back into the rotation, flat out. And I think the question becomes, can Kaminga keep? bringing the effort and the energy even though he's not going to get 38 minutes and he's not going to get 10 shots and he's not going to get the the unabashed you know green light that he had tonight can Kaminga be productive and fight through struggles and fight through not getting as much of an opportunity as he wants even though he's going to get a bigger opportunity than he's had that's something that he did for about two games, and then it, it quit. And that's why Steve Kerr ripped him out and hadn't put him really back in for any meaningful minutes until tonight. He's going to get another shot, I think, likely over Jermichael Green. What does Kaminga do with it? Because he earned his way into the rotation, and then he earned his way out of the rotation. Uh, and then, so I, I think that's uh, another thing. And then uh, just, yeah, the reset of a couple of days off, get home, get through the game against Sacramento, and then really see what the Warriors have in store here uh, as they try to fix some things and, and tinker with the, the next wave of the rotation moving forward. So we'll call it a night on that note. Great stuff. Uh, some really good calls here over the course of the last uh, half hour plus. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios. I'm John Dickinson. Back with you on Monday from Chase, Warriors Live, 6 o'clock right here on 95.7 The Game, the Warriors and the Kings. And back with you tomorrow, 10 a.m. with Whitey Gleason. Warriors this week will be talking about this game and the 0-5 trip and everything else. What do the Warriors do going forward? Join me and Whitey Gleason 10-1 to 1 tomorrow right here on 95.7 The Game. So we'll talk to you Tomorrow, we'll talk to you from Chase on Monday. Keep it locked right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? 
Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.